0: Blake Baker signs an extension with Missouri. This is great news for Eli Drinkwitz on multiple fronts. Plus, I took in the Missouri Exhibition Hoops game last night. I have all my thoughts about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters. I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Five, well, I guess only three days a week. Apologies there for missing a couple days, but you know what? Quickly, I also have to tell you, today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code locked on and get your first deposit doubled. Up to $100. And yes, another apology too. Had a good time with Lance Daw on the Locked On Kentucky crossover. But for some reason, a little bit of an audio snafu here that rendered this nice microphone I'm currently speaking into. Into basically a $400 desk ornament. So I was none too happy about that when I realized that after the recording. But fortunately, my trusty computer at least got some audio captured, so what the heck, we soldier on. But you know what? The big news for Missouri, obviously, in football this week, Blake Baker, the defensive coordinator who has engineered a, a truly stunning turnaround for the Missouri defense this season, it's happened, it's official, ink has been put to paper, so certainly Blake Baker is going to be around for at least next year, and hopefully longer than that, but it, it truly was a question, Baker a guy who was not the defensive coordinator when he came here. So, basically, he didn't have a defensive coordinator's contract. Well, now he does. This is good news for Eli Drinkwitz on a bunch of different fronts because, well, it's obvious that yes, when you have this kind of turnaround defensively, you want to lock that guy up for the for the foreseeable future, at the very least next year. But Heck, it sounds like, based on if you listen to Drinkwitz hinting around a little bit, Drinkwitz is at least open to the idea of hiring an offensive coordinator. Well, if that's the case, the last thing in the world Drinkwitz needs to do is being hiring an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator in the same off season. So frankly to just be able to take that side of the football off of his plate whether drinkwitz hires an offensive coordinator or not let's assume eli retains head calling excuse me play calling responsibilities well it's still going to help him because again it just takes so much so much off of his plate to not have to worry about hiring yet another defensive coordinator not having to worry about just the defensive side of the ball in general And by the way, speaking of big news, I just saw over at betonline.net, Missouri now a one-point favorite against Kentucky. So that line has moved pretty significantly. I saw it open up at three, certainly at some places. So a four-point line move. Well, that's nothing to turn your nose at, especially on a Friday. There's still time to go here, but that shows you that early money, sharp money has been on Missouri. Whether that means the Tigers come out with a victory or not, we shall see, but it definitely gives me a little bit more confidence in my sixteen to ten final that I did predict on Wednesday's program. And by the way, I do realize that I did contradict myself a little bit when I said, Hey, it's finally time to stay away from the under in this Missouri game. And well I bet and I said, hey, sixteen to ten. Well twenty six is a lot less than forty, right? But here's the thing, a big difference between betting on Missouri's totals when they're 54, 53, 51, that range where they've been more or less the last few weeks, well, it was down into the mid-40s against South Carolina. Clearly, the market is starting to catch up. And again, the 14 points, that's the difference. 54 and 40, that's massive. That's two touchdowns. And obviously, Missouri's defense is earning the respect of Vegas, the statistical community, and all of college football, slowly but surely. And again, as I said about Blake Baker and this Missouri defense, this has been a borderline historic turnaround. I mean, how often do you see a team that was as horrible as Missouri was, especially the first half of the season defensively in 2021, to see them go become a legitimate top 15, maybe even top 10 caliber kind of unit nationally, that just doesn't really happen a whole lot. And just by their nature, it's going to take the numbers that Vegas and, again, the advanced statistical community that has basically reverse engineered what Vegas has been doing for years and and improved on it in some ways. And obviously Vegas continues to evolve as well. But this just goes to show you how good this Missouri defense is good. This is an incredible indication of the turnaround that has happened here, and Blake Baker deserves all the credit in the world. We'll see what he can do next year with possibly a roster that's going to look fairly significantly different. And speaking of that Missouri defense and, well, some of those new players that have made a huge difference, DJ Coleman, certainly one of them. I haven't talked a ton about him on this program, but He's been a real difference maker out there on the defensive end at times. And really, along with Cody Schrader, DJ Coleman, of course, came from Jacksonville State. Cody came from Truman State. Generally speaking, transfers from lower levels like that, how often are those guys really difference makers? Especially two in the same season. That's pretty rare. And definitely Missouri's whole staff deserves a lot of credit for that. And I also think... Blake Baker deserves a lot of credit for keeping a lot of the calls the same from last year. Keeping some cohesion from last year's defense and not trying to completely reinvent the wheel and say, hey, this is how I do everything. Eli Drinkwitz commented on this last week. And obviously, if the offense can continue to show the improvement that hopefully we saw last week against South Carolina, well, we might be in for a pretty fun back half of this season for the Tigers when early in the season after the K-State game didn't really look like that was going to be the case. Also notice that all of Missouri's high school recruits right now saying a lot of positive things about the season, as you might expect, but most of them seem to be saying, hey, we're, we're, this, we're this close. We're, we're just a few plays here and there from having a couple more victories and they seem to think that the train is on the track. So that's all good to know but you know what else is good to know i'm going to get you some free money here because this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy the easiest place to spice up college football season and yes we are getting to college basketball and the tiger men here in just a minute but again i got to tell you about underdog their pick 'em contests so much fun and guess what here's who i'm going with this week I'm going to go with Duke quarterback Riley Leonard. Let's go higher than 50.5 yards rushing against Boston College. The Eagles don't really defend the quarterback scramble very well. I'm also going Drake May lower than 302.5 passing yards against Virginia. Drake May is a nice quarterback, but I just don't think that North Carolina is going to have to throw as much against Virginia. But regardless of what your opinions are, Wherever you think your edge is, you got to find it over at UnderdogFantasy.com or on the Fantasy, Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or on Google Play. Again, sign up today with the promo code LOCKED ON and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. So if you deposit $100, you get $100 free at Underdog Fantasy. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code LOCKED ON. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen today. Now make your second listen Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports well, Locked On gives you even more with access to local experts and insights that only Locked On can provide. That's Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And well, I guess the Dennis Gates era is sort of unofficially underway with a exhibition game against an out matched Wash U team yesterday, although kind of enjoyed the way Wash U played yesterday. It was kind of kind of fun to watch for a team that's obviously on a different level than Missouri. But obviously Gates was taking this game very experimentally, to put it mildly, because he told us after the game that he just randomly, this is his words, randomly picked five starters and Those guys have never really even practiced together as a unit. That would explain why Isaiah Mosley didn't start the ball game. Of course, I'm immediately wondering, wait a minute, did he get suspended or something? Well, no, Mosley ended up playing and looking pretty good while doing it, too. He didn't take a ton of shots, but the shots he took were pretty impressive. He had a nice step-back three-pointer, showed off his isolation game a little bit, and really most impressively was his passing. I really didn't have any idea how good of a passer Mosley is. So thats I thought that was extremely encouraging, actually, that that Mosley has that good of an eye for getting the ball to his teammates because I, I was very confident that he can put the ball in the basket, right? All the numbers say that. My, the eye test, you watch some, some old games from him at Missouri State. In my opinion, everything checks out in scoring-wise, so if he's a distributor too along with that, Boy, that's that's really good news for Missouri, especially since this team's probably going to be pretty small, it seems like. I got to think Kobe Brown might be your starting center, your de facto starting center, anyway. And by the way, Kobe, the talk of him slimming down and actually putting on muscle weight, well, sure looked like it in person and definitely in, in photos up close. He looks ripped. Good for him. Good for him for getting in really good shape, but... You can see why Missouri went after Western Kentucky player Jamarian Sharp, just a big-time seven-footer, big-time shot blocker in the middle of the paint. Would have been a completely different team with him, just stylistically, but not necessarily better. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because, now don't get me wrong, I do suspect Missouri would have been better with Sharp, all things being equal, but there is a chance that this sort of space it out roster that Missouri seems to have right now might actually work. I think the question is, do the Tigers have enough shooting to make it work? Well, time will tell. Certainly they have enough guys who are, I think, are willing to put the ball on the floor and drive. I was impressed by Sean East, his quickness off the dribble and willingness to get into the paint. The other point guard, Nick Honor, really liked what I saw from him too. He is a He's a thick, fire hydrant son of a gun. He is built well for his size, no doubt about that. But it seemed like he was willing to pull some three-pointers early, too, which I like to see, just the willingness to shoot, because I was pretty confident he was going to be a good traditional point guard and distributor, which something Missouri didn't really have last season. That's for sure. Now, again, back to this size conundrum, I, I just don't. I don't necessarily see – The fact that Mohamed Diara, for as much as Gates talked about, oh, I picked some starters at random and tried a bunch of different lineups, and you know, Caleb Brown was one of the first guys off the bench. I don't necessarily think that would be the case if Missouri was playing Kansas tomorrow, though I think Caleb Brown has definitely surpassed Ronnie DeGray in the rotation who didn't get any minutes yesterday. That didn't seem random or like an accident whatsoever. But again... The Diara thing, he just played a couple minutes in the second half. I think a lot of people were hopeful that the skill sets he showed at junior college would translate to the SEC. I I just think that's a pretty good indication he's not quite ready yet. The Majac kid, he actually came in. Maybor Majac, excuse me for not knowing his exact pronunciation off the top of my head. I'll get it eventually, I swear. But he played a little bit too. He actually came in before Diarra. Again, these are the two biggest guys on the roster. Then you've got Aiden Shaw. There's another player with some size, certainly a really good leaper at 6 foot 8 or 6 foot 9. Not a true center by any stretch of the imagination and certainly if he was he's going to thicken out eventually and be able to bang inside a little bit more. I think he would fit better as a 4 man at this point next to somebody like Kobe Brown who is more of a physical presence. But obviously, if you're going to play against somebody like Kentucky's Oscar Shibway, and there aren't a ton of those type of players in college basketball, but occasionally when you play them, well, Missouri's probably going to be in trouble, or they're just going to have to take their lumps. The younger big guys will have to learn on the job. I have to imagine, though, that Missouri's not going to really do that, at least not early in the season. It seems like... You watch Missouri's offense. And again, this is an exhibition game. This is obviously a game where Dennis Gates was admittedly very experimental. So I want to take every observation I have, pump the brakes, you know, take it with a grain of salt, all you got to say there. But it seems like they're going to play a five out type of offense. There ain't going to be anybody in the post, nobody at the elbows, none of that kind of stuff. And it seems like they're going to try to create driving lanes and, you know, Find the right matchups. Again, does Missouri have enough shooting? I think they might, but I think that's the biggest question at this point. I think that remains to be seen. So my first take on this ball club is I think they should be quite a bit better offensively than Missouri was last season. But defensively, even though Dennis Gates is a good defensive coach, he preaches defense, I think this ball club actually might have some of the same problems as last year's Conzo Martin Club, so let's talk about that coming up after these quick words. If Missouri is going to play small this season in basketball, and as of now, just based on last night and how it played out, I suspect that is what's going to happen. Well, that leaves a big hole in terms of rim protection, doesn't it? Because for as beautiful and glistening, as Kobe Brown's biceps were yesterday. And my God, they were glorious. Don't let anybody fool you. He's just not a rim protector. He's not a guy who's going to suddenly become seven foot two and start blocking three shots a game. It's just not going to happen. That's not his game. Kobe Brown does a lot of things well. And I think he probably is one of the best rebounders, just pure rebounders, size for size in the SEC. But that's just not going to happen. So if Missouri is not going to have any rim protection, at least very often, well, it's going to be tough on that perimeter defense because no matter how good those guys are, at a certain point you're going to have breakdowns. And I thought Washington yesterday just had a lot of easy shots right at the rim. A little bit concerning. So to me, while I definitely think this team is going to be much improved offensively and should be more fun to watch, the lack of any type of actual rim protection just just puts kind of a cap on how high your upside is defensively. You can only be so good if you have no interior defense and in size whatsoever. And by the way, this might not seem like a huge deal at first glance, but to me, I think it is a big deal. I think we saw a really big antlers turn out last night. A lot more antlers than I saw at most any game last season. And again, for an exhibition game, those guys were ready to run in right as the doors opened too. And guess who came down to talk to them? None other than our athletic director, Desiree Reed-Francois. Of course, people captured that moment, put it up on social media. And if she's not media savvy, I don't know who is, because that's not an accident. She didn't go over there by accident. She knew that people would take her picture and put it up on social media. She wanted to send a message, because I I think, listen, I'm putting words into her mouth here that she's not saying. Just to me, this is pretty obvious. She's embracing the antlers. The athletic department has not always embraced the antlers. And listen, we can argue about their taste is obviously subjective. I think the antlers are funny. That's just me. Some people think, well, this is childish or whatever. Here's all I know. At a time when Missouri basketball needs as many diehard fans as they can get, you have to embrace the antlers. You just have to. So again, another smart move. By Desiree Reed Francois, who seems to obviously be a forward looking person. She wants to make changes. To me, the changes at, at the football game so far have all been a plus. Especially, you know, the grab and go concessions in the south end zone has been a real huge win. Just overall, the the experience has been has been good this year. So just little changes that I like. And again, just another little thing that I think Desiree Reed Francois just shows that she gets it quite honestly, is embracing the antlers. Forget about political correctness. We need some passionate basketball fans. And by the way, a little humor every once in a while isn't so bad. So, Desiree Reed-Francois... I continue to enjoy you. And by the way, speaking of DRF, her son Jackson saw him get a couple blocks last night. Yes, I stood. I stayed till the absolute very end. Got a block at the very end. Fired up the crowd. Ben Sternberg got a bucket, too. So it was a good night at the arena overall. Well unless your name was Ronnie DeGray, unfortunately. I was kind of stunned that he didn't play, I have to admit. So seemed like a message was sent there. We'll see what happens going forward with that young man. But you know what? Thanks, as always, for joining me here on Locked On Mizzou and making it your first listen. Again, for your second listen, Locked On Sports today, the big games, the big stories, behind-the-scenes insight, local experts from Locked On. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get finer podcasts. So, until next time, hopefully we'll be talking about a Missouri victory over Kentucky right here on Locked On Mizzou.